This is episode 278 on how to recover after a goal race, structure your training post-race, and think about the often confusing off-season. Welcome to the Strength Running Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Jason Fitzgerald. In this episode is a discussion on the off-season. This can be a confusing time of year for runners where they're not really training for a race, but they're also not taking time off completely from running. So we'll talk more about the off-season, how it compares to the base phase of training, and how to better structure time off. If you're new here, this show features training conversations, coaching calls, and experts in the running space to elevate your thinking about the sport. Because if you better understand the process of improvement when you recognize knowledge as a competitive advantage, you'll be a much better runner. But Strength Running is not just a podcast. Don't miss our growing YouTube channel at youtube.com strengthrunning, or you can find me on Instagram at jasonfitz1. Our home base is strengthrunning.com. Since 2010, we've been helping runners around the world, no matter how fast they are, with our award-winning blog, our free email courses, and our suite of training programs to help you accomplish your biggest running goals. Learn more about those at strengthrunning.com coaching. We are supported by Inside Tracker, created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data. Inside Tracker provides a personalized health analysis from the most relevant source, your own body. Get your blood tested to find the rate at which you're aging, recommendations to optimize your health, and any physiological red flags that might negatively impact your running. Now you can get 20% off their entire store at insidetracker.com strengthrunning with code strengthrunning. Get yours at insidetracker.com strengthrunning and use code STRENGTHRUNNING for 20% off. We're also supported by Athletic Greens, the health and wellness company that makes AG1, one of the few supplements that I think are actually worth your time. I love this stuff. It's the most popular greens mix available on the market today with 75 vitamins and minerals, prebiotics, probiotics, antioxidants, and adaptogens. To make taking control of your health even easier, Athletic Greens is going to hook you up with a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com Jason, and you can choose from a single purchase or a monthly drop to make this part of your ongoing nutrition plan. I try to have one serving every day of AG1 to help me cover my bases, make sure I'm getting the nutrients that I need, and it also gives me a nice boost of midday energy. You can see all those details at athleticgreens.com Jason. Our topic for today is an interesting one. Our topic is the off-season and how to structure your time off after a big goal race. Now, I'm publishing this episode in December. A lot of runners have run their fall goal races already, whether that was a marathon, even a half marathon, or anything shorter, we must think of our training in terms of cycles. And anytime you have a big goal race, it's always helpful to take some time off to follow the cycle of rest and hard work and then back to rest again. And so when runners talk about the off season, it's often different than a recovery period or even base training. 
when we talk about the off season, it's usually an extended period of time where you're not training very hard. You might be running a little bit, but it's a big reduction in total volume and usually intensity than your normal training. I tend to not really like this term off season. I would very much rather use the term base phase of training. And in fact, to prepare for this episode, I pulled out my USA track and field coaching curriculum and I scoured all of the different sections for any mention of off season and I couldn't find them. The off season is not really a formal phase of training that's included in any coaching education material. So if you're learning about the different phases of training or different training cycles, you might hear about base phase of training, which is often called the introductory phase of training or the foundational training period. There's also the competition phase of training, the peaking phase of training, and then finally, the rest and recovery phase of training. Now, when most runners talk about the off-season, they're usually talking about the both recovery and early weeks of the base phase of running. And I just like to be super clear with our terms, and I really like to be very specific. So when I build training plans for runners, I like to have them do formal recovery after a big goal race, and that's usually five to 10 days off completely from running. It depends on the goal race, depends on the intensity of that race. So for longer races where you're actually trying to race at 100% effort, I do like to see runners take a little bit more time off than if they had just raced a 5K. So if you've run a 50K ultra marathon or longer, you might need two weeks off. If you've raced a marathon, you might need seven to 10 days off. If you raced a half marathon, you might need five to 10 days off. And this is acute recovery. This is recovery where you're not doing any hard exercise whatsoever. I like to see runners not do much of anything. Maybe they go for a short walk. Maybe they do 20 or 30 minutes of very easy cycling. But all in all, we're not really doing any formal exercise. We're just staying active. And the goal of this phase of training is to heal any micro trauma that your muscles have experienced from your goal race. It's to hormonally give you a bit of a break from all that hard training. And it's really there to make sure that you are physically fully recovered from the training and race that you just ran. But there's also an important psychological component to this phase of training. A lot of runners just feel a little burned out or a little fried at the end of a training cycle. They're tired of training so hard and they finally run their goal race and then they just mentally need a break. And this totally makes sense to me. I found that after all of my college seasons, whether it was outdoor track or cross country, I always needed a bit of a break. I just couldn't mentally grapple with more hard workouts or long runs or races. It became a little bit psychologically debilitating. And it's just always helpful to recharge the batteries. That doesn't mean just your physical batteries, making sure that you're physically recovered from your goal race, but it also means your psychology. Let's make sure that we're mentally recovered from being on, from waking up early all the time, from not maybe not seeing our friends as much because we're going to sleep early and we're really prioritizing our training. 
You know, sometimes we're just a little bit tired of the grind of training five, six, or seven days per week. We need a little bit of time to recharge. That is what this time off is for. And we should structure several recovery periods during the entire year after our, our goal races or otherwise after a very difficult phase of training. That's really going to help us absorb that training, mentally recover from that training, and ultimately it will help us keep pushing our fitness forward. That's what we're looking for when we take time off. Let's work hard, but then let's also not work hard so that we can rest and recover properly. Now the next phase of training, after you've taken some time off after your goal race to let you know the engines get back to neutral, the next phase of training is your base phase of training. This is often called the foundation or introductory phase of a training cycle, and it's what prepares you for the more challenging, more race-specific workouts and types of runs that you're going to do later on in the cycle. Now there are a lot of different goals of the base training phase. You want to increase your endurance or your aerobic capacity. You want to start training the central nervous system. And that's just so the communication pathways between your brain and muscles become more efficient. You also want to improve muscular strength to help you prevent injuries and just smooth the transition from either not doing any workouts or just doing very easy workouts to doing those more race-specific, challenging workouts that are going to come later. So the base phase of training has many different goals, but I want to talk about just the first couple weeks of base training, because the first couple weeks of base training combined with the time off that you just took is often what runners are referring to when they say, this is my off season. So if you take a week off and then you have two to three weeks of very easy training, this is a solid three to four weeks a very unstructured, very easy, very recovery-oriented running. And I love to see runners do this. You're not going to lose much fitness at all, and it's really helpful to take a little bit of a step back so that you can eventually take many more steps forward. In those first initial couple weeks, we are really just reintroducing consistency into your running. We are going to start doing things like strides, we might start doing some really easy weightlifting workouts or some general strength training. This is also a really good place to start doing things that you maybe didn't have time for when you were training for your race. So if you slacked off a little bit on strength training, now's a good time to get back into the habit. If you want to start doing running form drills or if you haven't started strides, this is a great place for those. These are all fundamental activities that are going to build you into a better runner. As long as the intensity is kept low. So in other words, we're not doing very hard workouts. We're not trying to push the effort in our long runs or distance runs. Then you'll still honor the goals of this phase of training. We just want to keep our running easy. We can still do strides. We can still do some strength workouts. We can still do an easy workout maybe in week two or three after we've rebuilt some of our consistency. But the goals here are simply to build the foundation. Yes, you want a foundation of endurance, but we also want a foundation of strength. We also want a foundation of neuromuscular coordination that's going to make those workouts feel a lot easier in the weeks to come. 
a lot of runners think that an off season is a time where they're not running at all, or maybe they're only running once or twice a week. And I want to encourage all of you to think a little bit differently about this very important phase of training. Yes, we want some time off, you know, roughly one to two weeks, depending on your goal race. However, we don't really want to spend too much extra time not running at all. And we also don't want to spend too much time doing barely any running. So of course, that first week back after you've taken some time off, let's say you're used to running five days a week. That first week back, you may only run three days a week. The second week back, you might run four days in that week. And then finally, by your third week, you're back up to your normal frequency. Now, you're probably not going to be back up to your normal volume, and that's okay. Your mileage will come later. Right now, we're just reestablishing that consistency. Let's talk a little bit more about the goals of the base phase of training. Now, number one, the, the major goal for most distance runners is endurance. Now, there's a couple different ways to gain endurance that we're all going to work on during the base phase of training. You know, we are going to gradually start to run more. So in other words, we're going to gradually increase our mileage. We're also going to start gradually introducing a long run. That weekly long run is probably the individual workout most responsible for gaining endurance. So even early in that base phase of training, we want to start having one run be two, three plus miles longer than any other weekly run. And you can gradually build that over the course of the base phase. We can also start introducing aerobic workouts. Anything where you're running at tempo or lactate threshold or slower is considered an aerobic workout. You can structure these almost any way that you'd like. You could do aerobic hill workouts. We can do aerobic mile repeats at your marathon pace or half marathon pace. Or we could do more traditional tempo runs where we're running anywhere from maybe 10 to 20 minutes at your lactate threshold pace. By doing this, we are going to gradually build our endurance, the number one goal that we have during the base phase of training. Now, the other goal is neuromuscular fitness. Now, this isn't the major focus of the base phase of training, but neuromuscular workouts help maintain leg speed, and the ability for your brain to communicate effectively with your muscles. Now, the best ways to do this are to run strides, hill sprints, or hill strides, like we discussed in a previous episode with David Roche. We can also work on our neuromuscular coordination by lifting weights. This is not the time to only do very slow running. A lot of runners think that that's what you do during the base phase of training, and it's most of what we do, but it's not all of what we do. So if you're doing strides or hill sprints or hill strides two or three days a week, you're lifting weights maybe one or two days per week, then you're really working on the neuromuscular side of your running fitness, and that's going to transfer very well when you start doing harder workouts. Now, the other thing that we want is muscular strength. Muscular strength is going to help us not only become more powerful runners, but they also it also really helps us prevent injuries. The key with all of these different strategies is to keep the intensity low during this phase of training. We don't want to be doing hard workouts. We don't need to be sprinting our strides at 100% max speed. 
And we certainly don't need to be doing any one rep max heavy lifts in the gym. And if we want to create that perfect base phase, just like a recipe, we can now add these ingredients together to plan a very effective base season. We can gradually build our mileage and long run. We can start running strides or hill sprints or hill strides very regularly. We can complete an aerobic workout maybe once a week, or we can include strength training to prevent injuries and tune the nervous system one or two times per week. And this schedule really helps runners focus on the actual goals of the base phase of training without wasting too much time because time is precious for runners. We don't wanna to spend too much time not running or running substantially less than what our bodies are used to. If we do that, we're gonna start becoming detrained, we're gonna start losing fitness, and we're gonna to have to spend a lot more time rebuilding that fitness once we get back into the swing of things. So that's why I don't really like this term off season. It's really not a season that you have off from running. It's really only five to 14 days or so. And then the first couple weeks of the base phase of training are generally a little bit easier. They're introductory. You're rebuilding your frequency, your consistency, your mileage, and everything else in your training plan. So we don't need to take too much time off. We don't need to spend a month or more running only a couple days a week without all of these other aspects of training that are so important in the base phase of training. Now, I also want to mention that the base phase is a very good place for you to address any weaknesses that you might have. Because we're not formally training for a race yet, because we're not doing race-specific workouts, we generally have a little bit more space to play in our training. So this is a good opportunity to try new things. If you've never done weightlifting before, let's commit to doing that consistently to see how you feel. If you've never gone a season without getting an injury, maybe now is the time to really build those habits that are going to keep you healthy and strong when the mileage goes up, when the workouts get a lot more challenging. So if you have things to work on, this is a great place for it. And that can also be some of the lifestyle issues around your running that really help enable your running. So for example, if you're someone who doesn't have great sleep hygiene or you know you struggle getting the recommended number of hours of sleep that you know you need, now's the time to really work on those healthy habits so that when the training does become more substantial, you have the healthy habits that will in turn help support your hard training. So if you are a runner who maybe just ran their goal race, who is debating whether or not to have an off season, I wanna encourage you to think about it a little bit differently. Think about it less as an off season and more as both a time for recovery and a time for the early base phase training weeks. If you can do that, your fitness is going to be able to improve much more rapidly and you're not gonna waste any time getting detrained. I think this is a much more productive and effective way of thinking about base training in the off season so that we can really focus on your improvement in your progress rather than your fitness declining over time. Thank you for listening to this episode, my friends. If you got a lot from it or if you're now thinking differently about your training, 
I would so appreciate a review in Apple Music or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. And if you want to keep listening to this podcast, please support our sponsors. They help me keep the lights on. They help me publish these episodes. Use their links and discount codes to help support the Strength Running Podcast. We are supported by Inside Tracker, a company that's been around for more than 10 years, and they help you optimize your health, your longevity, and your performance. You can learn more at insidetracker.com slash strengthrunning and use code strengthrunning to save 20% on their entire store. To live your healthiest, longest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside your body. People age at different speeds and generic annual blood work usually doesn't evaluate your biological age, but InsideTracker does. InsideTracker is a truly personalized nutrition and performance system designed to extend your health span and slow down the aging process. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, InsideTracker analyzes your blood, your DNA, and your fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. Add InnerAge 2.0 to any plan, and you'll be able to calculate your true biological age, and you can see how you're aging from the inside out. For a limited time, get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash strengthrunning. That's insidetracker.com slash strengthrunning. We're also supported by Athletic Greens, the company that makes AG1. Now, AG1 is one of the few supplements that I really love. I personally struggle with eating healthy all the time, so I'm finding AG1 very convenient, especially when I'm training hard and my diet tends to slip. One scoop a day gives me 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a greens superfood blend, probiotics, prebiotics, adaptogens, and more. AG1 helps me fill in any nutrition gaps in my diet, because let's be honest, I know I have some gaps. And it gives me a nice boost of energy and focus throughout the day. And I love that it helps support my immune system, especially now that it's flu season, I'd rather not get COVID for a second time. And so a little bit of immune support is exactly what I'm looking for at this time of year. But what I really love about AG1 is that it changes. Over the last decade, they've made 53 improvements to the formula based on the latest research to make all those nutrients more absorbable and the product more rigorous with all of their third-party testing that they do. Go to athleticgreens.com Jason, and you can see the great offer they've put together for our podcast listeners. You'll get a year's worth of free vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1 with your first purchase. You can sign up for a single shipment if you want to try it, or if you know you like AG1, you can sign up for a monthly subscription if you want to make it part of your regular healthy lifestyle. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Jason to sign up today. All right, that's our show, my friends. Support us by using our sponsor links, reviewing the podcast, or getting a training program for yourself at strengthrunning.com slash coaching. And I'm always here to help, so don't ever hesitate to reach out to me through the Strength Running site, or you can message me on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is JasonFitz1. We'll be in touch soon.